society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Duran, Renaissance woman is our host in each and every week, and uh, she's the subject of two separate documentaries. She is the author of several books. She is the, the, the owner and host of the Melissa Channel. We'll be letting you know, I keep saying that, but we will be letting you know uh, when uh, we're ready to show you everything on there. But in the meantime, Melissa, I tell Juran, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Frank, and thank you. And, and hello to everyone who listens to us weekly, and, and uh, we're really glad to have you here. Uh, Melissa, you've been watching the uh, the January 6th situation, and, you know, we've already said that it's, it's much different than Watergate. It's a much different situation no matter how you slice it. Uh, what's your impression so far, and how... Uh, how watchable is this? <laughs> well, watchability is another question. I think, you know, uh, the, the Thursday premiere, last Thursday's uh, broadcast premiere of, of the hearings was, I think, very well orchestrated because it, it was produced by a former ABC um, uh, executive producer. So, it, you know, it had all the, uh, you know, the right moves and the, and, and the sound bites and the, and the videos and, 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 and everything was very well choreographed. Um, I've, I've been listening since. I haven't watched it since. I've been listening to snippets of it. Um, I think at some, at some point it sounds very, you know, uh, very weighty and, uh, you know, um, very, um, it just it sounds like, like you would, like you would, you would hear at any hearing, at any, any, you know, any official, uh, legal proceeding. I mean, it's just, it just, sometimes it gets so boring. <laughs> yeah. You would just want to, you know, run away or, or fall asleep or something. Actually, it would, might be a very good antidote for insomnia. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I give you credit for hanging in there. Uh, what's the most enjoyable part about it? Or oh boy. enjoyable um, might be the wrong word. What's the, what's the most entertaining uh, part about it? Um, when I do have the video snippets of prior uh, depositions, prior testimony, you know, they, they edited that out, you know. Um, like they, they said Giuliani was drunk. Okay, this is the new, this is the new relevation, that Giuliani was drunk on election night 2020. I don't know where they get that information. Do they have a secret camera of him, you know, um, you know, just, just tanking it, you know, and and <laughs> and, and, and spilling alcohol all over himself? I mean, I mean, he has been caught in some uncompromising uh, situations. Um, a, a while back, uh, there was a new Borat movie. Yes. And oh um, yes. Yeah, Yes, and and they and I don't know if did, did, I don't know if he realized he was being filmed, but he, Giuliani appeared with one of the co-stars, and they they somebody must have had a, a, a hidden camera, I don't know, and they went to a, a a hotel room or something, and they they filmed him in a really you know embarrassing <laughs> embarrassing scene, and and he said he didn't know what was going on, and he had a microphone, I don't know, all kinds of weird things, you know, he, if if you were 
if, if you're uh, if you're up on New York radio, uh, you, and and Frank knows this too. Giuliani is, uh, you know, we know he's a, he's he's a host of his own show on on WABC every afternoon. And, and yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And despite all that's going on, Giuliani uh, holds court every every day, and he has loyal listeners. So, um, and and I don't know. Do you think he was actually drunk? on election days, or is that a made-up story? Listen, I'm biased, and I'll tell everybody here, right, I'm the president of WABC Radio Long Island. I'll put that out as a um, as a disclaimer, right, or, or at least uh, uh, for f- uh, full disclosure, reasons of full disclosure. Uh, so I'm biased uh, in defending Mayor Giuliani. He also performed my wedding ceremony, so you could imagine uh, <laughs> that. But, uh, again... He, like like me and like everyone else, has had his his bad moments. I mean, there's no question about it. But here's my maybe maybe this is just me being corporate, uh, you know, for once. And I apologize, Melissa, uh, for doing this. But mm-hmm. at the time, even let, let's talk about the Borat situation. Mm-hmm. He wasn't married, right? Uh, no, he he's been yeah, he he divorced his uh, which was it uh, Judith. Giuliani, yeah. they divorced. I think this was mutual. Uh, they, they, I think their divorce had gone through or was going through. It was finished. The marriage was finished. Yeah. So, right. The uh, marriage was over there. So, uh, you know, here's a young, beautiful woman um, seemingly coming on to him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she, you know, she was kind of like, she was, by the way, she brought him to her hotel room. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. And she, is a, she was a co-star in the film. You know, he's a red-blooded American boy, or or however old he is. I don't think you can call call the mayor a boy anymore, right? But he's a red-blooded no, no. American man, and I'm I don't know what his, uh, you know, what I can't look into his mind or whatever. But you know, there's I I, I think uh, kudos. I, I mean, this is going to sound terrible, right? But they mm-hmm. she was obviously playing it up for the camera, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not being disrespectful to her. Uh, but Sasha Baron Cohen, that was his dream that that happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't script that any better, right? They couldn't yeah. they couldn't no. pray to the gods yeah, is, that that would right, go, that right. would go any better for them. So the thing is, it's not like it's it, you know, and she became famous off of it. And, and again, I I I haven't heard her side. Is she she didn't sue him for sexual harassment or nothing like that, right? No. Nothing like that happened. No. Yeah. So. No. I mean, Listen, it's an embarrassing, it's embarrassing is what it is, you know, and, you know, when you, you know, when you're putting the, uh, they used to call it putting the make on, on someone or you're, you're hitting on someone or you're, you're, you know, you're trying to have sex with somebody, you're mm-hmm. not necessarily um, at your best as a, uh, as a man and, uh, you know, I guess as, as a woman too, and who wants to see mm-hmm. you in those private moments doing that, you know what I mean? Right. It would be different mm-hmm. for me. I'm a married man. I, you know, I shouldn't be going anywhere near a hotel room with a, uh, mm-hmm. with a woman. I shouldn't be uh, anywhere, and I don't, and I wouldn't be mm-hmm. there. You know, but I'm, I'm divorced, and there's a beautiful woman. You know, again, I, you know, you don't know. You can't, you can't speak uh, right. for, you... for hypotheticals. But having said that, nobody wants to see, uh, have you see them in a, a compromising position, a very private moment. You know, you don't want people seeing you get dressed. You don't want to see, you don't want people seeing you in a, 
uh, dressing room or or even n never mind that what, what about even singing in the shower you know just letting mm -hmm. the hair down and being <laughs> nobody wants anybody to see them in in a private no. moment right i'm sure there's right. people mm -hmm. out there listening right now that that sing and dance around and i kudos to them kudos to them uh for for living their life and enjoying their moments their free moments but if there was a hidden camera on on them or on any of us at different times and by the way for the record i don't sing and dance around i i, I wish i could <laughs> sing and dance around but i would just depress myself but the, uh, the the bottom line is who wants to be seen in uh in what seemingly to you you believe to be a private moment right right and that's right. why it's so embarrassing. exactly right exactly and of course they were doing this this was done um with the the intense intense purpose of, of catching him on on film, this was all right. you know premeditated, if if you will. So, um, but you know what, the film was a long time ago anyway. But um, you know, Giuliani still you know he holds his head up high, and why not? He was the, the most successful mayor of New York City, and uh, you know, and and I guess um, you know he is. He's it's open territory on him because of his affiliation with 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 Trump. Yep. I, the other thing, and and again, Melissa, I tell Joran.com is where everyone should go. Uh, check out the two documentaries, and you'll soon be able to see it on the Melissa channel. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa, I tell Joran is our host each and every week. I, you know, getting back to to Mayor Giuliani, and you know, to be able to hold his head up high. He was America's mayor. He was called America's right. mayor. And he was called America's mayor because basically during our most strenuous, certainly in my lifetime, the most strenuous time uh, to to keep our ourselves together, to keep our heads together, um, what was right after 9-11 and what right. happened mm -hmm. to the country after that. I mean, we're still living yes. with changes that were made, uh, airport changes and, and valid changes, all of those things. But Mayor Giuliani and his leadership brought us out of those moments. And, and again, you know, he was the man of the year. He was on, a, uh, on the front cover of Newsweek and Time. I think it was the Time Man of the Year, and he was the Newsweek uh -huh. Man of the Year for uh -huh. 2001 and got us through that time. Also, the other thing I got to say, and, and, you know, everyone says to me, uh, especially on our show, that you and I seem to take a shot at de Blasio every chance we get. And mm -hmm. maybe that's true. I'm not going to deny <laughs> that. But Giuliani took over for, for David Dinkins. And, and God bless David Dinkins, but he was a terrible mayor. The city was in terrible shape uh, before Giuliani took over. Giuliani took over, and then Bloomberg, love him or hate him, and his big gulp, gulp uh, um, issue. Yes, his nanny, his nanny gate. You know, he was the he was trying to impose a, um, uh, health uh, regulations on people. Yes, the soda, the the, the big yeah, the limit how many how many ounces of, of soda or whatever yep. you could order. <laughs> well, I, and and all the calorie stuff, which I think is helpful mm -hmm. actually, uh, all the calorie stuff, but. Add all of those years together, his 12 years and Giuliani's eight years. So all total, what do we have? How many How many years was that? Was that 20 years? Um, yeah, it was roughly. You had um, you had uh, Giuliani's eight. You had um, Bloomberg would have had a third term if he hadn't uh, well, he had agreed a third to term. term limit. Did he have a third yeah, term? He, he, he broke. 
broke out. He broke that. Yeah, okay. Broke that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I was I was involved in that too, but anyway, so for 20 yeah. years, for 20 uh-huh. years we had a decent we had a decent city, not a decent city, a beautiful city. In yeah. 4 years, mm-hmm. Bill de Blasio destroyed that. Right. So he destroyed that. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm sounding very corporate here. I'm sounding very protective of Giuliani. But forget about what. Well, well uh, by the way, which doesn't forgive him for uh, if he did something wrong or did something inappropriate. It doesn't mean, hey, you know, look what he did for the city. He can do whatever he wants. So I'm not saying that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's put things into perspective. Um, the, the city was, uh, you know, was taken down. I was going to say a notch. Uh, it was taken down 10 notches, 20 notches yes. by oh. Bill de Blasio. It was, it was irreparably, irreparably ruined. I mean, he, he, um, de Blasio put, put us back um, how many decades? I mean, he brought us back. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically speaking, he brought us back to the beginning of the 70s, maybe the late 60s. I mean, it, it's just... I mean, if if you want to, if you like nostalgia, maybe that's good for you. But um, I don't like nostalgia that way. Yeah, no, me, me neither. And uh, you know, look, look, the question is. I, and by the way, that's it's a long answer, right? Long answer for, or well, was was Giuliani drunk at uh, on on uh, January sixth? How do we prove yes or no on that? I mean, uh, what, well, what's being brought up yeah. in the case? Well, they're saying he was drunk, especially on election night, 2020, when it when you know, Trump was ready to declare victory, and then I don't know the the results. Uh, this was 2:30 in the morning. He said, "Well, we're going to see. We we think we won," and I think Giuliani may have been, you know, uh, spurred on by that, uh, and 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 said, you know, maybe we you know we, we've been robbed because uh, this doesn't seem right. How all of a sudden, or you know, is is Fox News um, uh, projecting Biden as the winner, and that was pretty early in the evening. And then all of a sudden, um, these votes came out of nowhere. And and I mean, I'm not saying I'm not defending this. In my opinion, the election seemed the results were in. He he lost the election. Uh, They tried to claim Giuliani and and the uh, his. his his compatriot, the uh, the female attorney, um, uh, what was her name? Do you remember? Uh, was she from Pennsylvania? I she might be. She she you know, the one who said that oh, let's let's uh, we're going to open the cranking or something like that. That was one of her catchphrases. And they said they claimed that that the Dominion machines were improperly handled, and 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 there was uh, you know there was hanky panky going on there, and 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 all these all these illegitimate votes. I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not doubting there could be. There is there's always the possibility of voter, a uh, voting booth, voting machine irregularities. I don't see that here. It wasn't proven. There were allegations. I didn't see that it wasn't proven. The courts threw this out. Um, and and, and uh, my personal feeling was when I was listening to uh, interviews with with former Trump voters on 60 Minutes and elsewhere, and the, the, the um, resou- resounding majority were saying, uh, were saying um, uh, I'm, I voted for him in 2000, you know, 2016, I'm not voting for him again. And I heard this over and over again from various people. So in my mind, it meant, well, this could be an indication of what's, what's to come. I don't think it's going to be a, a walk in the park for the president. I think it's possible that they're just, they just don't want him anymore. And they'd rather, you know, they just want to change. That's how I felt. And COVID also. 
I mean, at, at that time, COVID was a really big deal, and the president's handling of COVID uh, was not was anything but complimentary to his election campaign. Yeah, absolutely amazing, Melissa. I tell Jordan.com is where to go for the uh, for the documentaries and and all things Melissa Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Melissa, I tell Jordan. If you think about all of this, right? You think about all of this. I, there were, there's two things that this is designed to do. And again, I'm not, I'm not a fan of anybody who marched on the uh, on the Capitol. It was outrageous what they did, and uh, protest uh, turned stupid, turned deadly, turned completely wrong, and it, you just don't do that. Law enforcement uh, people were injured and killed. Right? We lost law enforcement mm -hmm. people during this we we are just uh this was a very low moment in our country's history when something like this uh, when something like this happened so but these hearings are designed i guess let's you know for the benefit of the doubt let's to come up with the truth did did donald trump did president trump have anything to do with this did uh mm -hmm. did rudy giuliani uh, advise him you know to do it but it really comes down to trump you know did president trump have something to do with this and then Secondly, um, they're, they're doing this to try to breathe life into, to resuscitate uh, Joe Biden's presidency uh, and, mm -hmm. and the Democratic Party as a whole, uh, you know, right or wrong. But those are the two, you know, political agendas set here is, mm -hmm. uh, is to destroy Trump and to try to resurrect uh, the Democratic Party in some way. Um. It's you know. It, I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but those are the two. Yeah. Those are the two yeah. hopes that the Democrats have, right? Uh, on this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they are. And by the way, by no means am I saying Democrats are just in it for that. Some people are outraged because people were killed and everything else. But from a political standpoint, Melissa, are these uh, are these the two goals of most Democrats that are watching this? Well, I think I think you can safely say that yes, this is supposed to bolster the Democratic Party's um, claim that uh, Trump is a dangerous man and that dangerous forces were at at uh, you know were at bay, not at bay, but they were afoot at that time. And it's an indication that you know this is a foreshadowing of what might happen if we allow Trump to get away with it, because they feel that he's yeah he is directly or, or at least indirectly responsible uh, for the progression of this this siege of the of, of, on the of the on the capital um, that that erupted into uh, unbelievable violence on un, untenable un, violence and therefore yes we have to preserve our, our country we have a we they in their opinion we have a, a president who follows the law the rule of the law the spirit of the law and wants to preserve democracy and we would not have that we never had that with with trump and if he's allowed to continue uh, on, on his path and not be held accountable for this and i i.e run again we could end up in a, some kind of autocratic dictatorship uh, situation down the line and because that's that, that he he only deals with people like what we saw on january 6th he attracts people like them so um yes this i think of course this all has there are political um ulterior motives here obviously 
and and it, yeah, I think it does help. It does help the Democratic Party image. It does help bolster, you know, Joe Biden's image as a, you know, a, a president who is, you know, who who respects the government, who's been in the government for so many years, who who wants to preserve the government, and uh, it, it, it it does not subscribe to, you know, the, you know, the 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 uh, tenets of of, uh, of, 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 of 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 Donald Trump, or at least the people who supported him. Melissa, if you had to, if you had to keep score, if this was a sporting mm-hmm. event, and I, and I hate mm-hmm. to make it sound like that because that's minimizing, right? This is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's minimizing it by making it. But if this was a uh, sporting event and you were keeping score, thus far, mm-hmm. who's winning? Who's winning? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Well, Trump is not backing down. He's gonna he's gonna fight to the end. He wants, in fact, he wants equal time now on, on all the networks that have been giving uh, airspace, airtime to these hearings. He wants equal time for him and anyone else who, was, who has the opposing viewpoint. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he wants, you know, he wants his, you know, 15 minutes on air or he wants to have his own presentation. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. He feels he's, you know, he has the right to represent himself. Um, I don't know. Uh, how did Trump's uh, candidates do in the, in the past uh, primary elections? We had a few of them in a couple of states the last the past week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a. It hasn't been a. You know, um, what is the term in, in baseball? A um, or in football? A blowout. Okay, that's football. Football. That's blowout. Sorry, I'm not, <laughs> not up on my my football terminology. Yes, it hasn't been a blowout for him, but that doesn't mean that he won't run. I, I, it, it, I think it's on his mind. I think he. You can read through the the. You can you can see the tea leaves. You can see he really wants to run again. The question is, uh, well, at this point, it seems that the party wants. You know, well, they'll go along with him. Well, that it seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it certainly does seem that way. The other thing I want to say about this, and it's worth it, it's worth pointing out, is that if you love Trump, you haven't changed your opinion too much about Trump. I mean, he is uh, uh, he is still your your favorite, and you're going to believe whatever he says, and he's going to go mm-hmm. with what what's worked. I mean, it got him elected president, right? His, this uh, this uh-huh. unyielding. I I've made mo- no mistakes. Uh, not admitting any wrong fight tooth, uh, tooth and nail. I think, um, who's the guy? Cohen. Not not Michael Cohen, mm-hmm. but uh, Roy Cohen. Roy Cohen mm-hmm. uh, taught him two things, and, and this has been a famous quote with people in and around Trump world that the, Roy Cohen who Trump looked up to, he was kind of a role model. Two yes, things. he was his yeah. his mentor, his protege, his uh, right. Yeah, it was a, yeah. that was his kind of guru. Was tough, but uh, but that was his uh, it was his mentor for sure. But Roy, Roy Cohen mm-hmm. said, uh, Roy Cohen said that uh, if somebody hits you, you hit them back twice as hard, and you never mm-hmm. ever ever admit wrong. Those are the two things yeah. that stand mm-hmm. out that Roy Cohen mm-hmm. said. Now, having said all of that, having said all of that, um, it's worked for Trump. He got himself elected president. It's made him a, a very, uh, you know, very much a hated figure by the people, very polarizing figure, so to speak. But he's not 
he hasn't deviated from that advice from Roy Cohn at all. Correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I see. No, he he believes in it. He lives it. He embodies it. Obviously, and and Roy Cohn, I think, would was would have been a contemporary of of uh, Fred Trump. Yes. More so, wouldn't he? That was his father's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah, came very close to, to Donald. Right, uh, right. right. Did you ever meet, I don't know how long Roy Cohn was alive. I don't know when he passed away. Did you ever meet Roy Cohn? I never met him. Uh, uh, Trump, as far as, you know, President Trump now, now President Trump, former President Trump, I met Donald Trump for the first time on, on uh, February 1st, 2006 and then you know i got into a pretty you know a pretty serious you know uh friendship with him or a relationship with him uh trying to get him to run as an independent and all that so i spent a lot of time with him so i got to uh-huh. i got to see him in action and you know he uh-huh. listen he's impressive right uh-huh. like you know a lot of people just dismiss him because because of yeah. the tweets and all of that but he's an impressive individual he's he's nobody to take lightly and you know you you know I knew then I I wanted him to run as an independent to uh, to establish a third major party in the country, and you know that was my goal. That was not only my goal but a lot of people's goal. Goal is to uh, have a third major party in the country, and you know people will argue this or argue that, but it's we can go into a whole thing uh, about Trump. But he is he is like that. I've never heard him say that he made a mistake. And mm-hmm. I've had 50, 60 conversations with him and, or, you know, yeah. in person mm-hmm. by phone. And I've never heard him admit to a mistake that I could think of. And, uh, yeah. and, and yeah. if somebody attacked him, he was in attack mode. Uh, he would never back down. And so those two things that Roy Cohen said, uh, guess what? You know, I mean, he's, um, he took them to heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he lives that. That's his mantra, yeah. you know. He doesn't back down. He probably taught his children that as well. We spoke a little before uh, before we started. And, and again, Frank McKay here urging everyone to go to MelissaItellJuran.com. Melissa, before we got started here, we talked a little bit off mic about the Dems uh, maybe wanting to move on from, uh, from, um, uh, from President Biden. And if somebody asked me, have you heard that? I'd say, have you heard about the Lindbergh baby? You know, I mean, from day one, they wanted to move on from uh, mm-hmm. from, from him. It's kind of old news. But it now it's in, it's getting uh, to be an intensified uh, cry that maybe President Biden shouldn't run again. Are, are you feeling that? Are you he- hearing that? Um, well, I, I think we've heard this now for the, at least the past, I, I would say almost the, the past year. I think definitely when he made that tumble um, going up the stairs of um, Air Force One back in, uh, I believe it was March 2021, and uh, everybody was saying, look, this guy, is, this guy shouldn't have been allowed to run, and it's the fault of his family. It's probably his wife. She probably, you know, she's probably, you know, pushing him to do all this stuff, and it's physically impossible, and it's an indication that his, you know, mentally he's, he's 
he's he's he's losing it and and a lot of people actually they were very sympathetic they said i feel bad for him uh this, this is just it, it, he shouldn't be doing this it's just an indication that the job is too much for him and he's being used to you know he was used to, to defeat trump i mean people didn't vote for him because oh it's joe biden i love joe biden joe biden you know joe biden doesn't arouse any real passion in in, in anyone i don't think so joe biden was was instrumental in 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 getting uh, getting Donald Trump out of the White House. That's all he. That was his main purpose. They needed someone who was centrist enough to um, carry the election because the the other people couldn't. Uh, they didn't have anyone else really. I mean, you know, who you're going to put up? Elizabeth Warren or, or, or Bernie Sanders, who's much whose mental agility is far greater than uh, than than Biden's was just too radical. Uh, he definitely could have gotten the nomination. He, I think he had the votes, but nobody was going to take a chance like that and. You know, put it all on the left because that would have been a, it could have been a big disaster. But they 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 you know with, with the help of Representative Clyburn, who is a friend, they got the African American vote behind him, and Biden got um, you know pushed to you know to the number one spot. But that said, he's uh, the, the, the current talk is that he's outlived his usefulness. He did what he had to do. Things aren't going very well in the country. It may be time to change the 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 in the image of the party but on the other hand he's still the president is still the head of his own party as bad as things were for president carter back in the late 70s with with uh, economics with with the gas lines with with the iran hostage crisis he was still the head of the party ted kennedy could not take him down and he ted kennedy had an he had an argument for taking him down. A lot of people in the party, a lot of delegates were fed up with Carter, but they couldn't do it. And Ted Kennedy, you know, had him, you know, retreat from there. He couldn't do it because when you have, when you're going up against the president, it's really tough. Unless, unless the president is, you know, a total, totally incapacitated, a total imbecile, you're not going to be able to do battle with the president. Uh, it's it, it's just it's a tough it's a, it's it's tough. He's still the head of the party, and, and it's, it's they just they're not going to dispose the uh, uh, you know just dispose of the president. So, like it or not, Joe Biden is still the face of the Democratic Party. And if he chooses to run again, if he unless they decide they they sit him down, you know we don't know who these people are. We don't know if it's Obama or a combination of of the shadow government <laughs> i think obama and his and his cronies are pulling the strings here maybe jill is you know she's his care, caretaker maybe she's you know she's pushing things through as well somebody's going to sit him down and say look you know uh the the you know if the the gig is up you, you can't do it anymore if we don't look good you, you know, thank you very much for your service, but um, it's time to go home. <laughs> you're going to say that you're you're not feeling well, and for health reasons, you've decided to sit this one out and return to Delaware. The question is, they, are they going to put all their their money on um, all their ducks with uh, Kamala Harris, who many people think is a, a cackling, uh, you know, idiot? And those are not my words; those are the words of some people. Sure. Look, I, let me just tell you, I think. Um I think we're we're looking at uh, not unprecedented, and this has happened before in history. Uh, by the way, if if Ted Kennedy, you you mentioned uh, Carter, and I, I think very appropriately, um, Jimmy Carter, in uh, in the sense that he was uh, he was the guy that um, 
that could have been knocked out. Ted Kennedy had a lot of dirt on him. The Chappaquiddick thing mm-hmm. never left him. If that was Bobby Kennedy, a, a clean Bobby mm-hmm. Kennedy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. 68, and this was Carter or whatever, yeah. uh, right. they, they would have moved him out, and they would have... Had, they probably... Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But this was not Bobby Kennedy. This was Ted Kennedy with a lot of baggage. Yep. You know, Chappaquiddick. And he actually went... One of his, on one of his... If you go back in the archives... He had a campaign commercial in which he was apologizing or at least explaining what happened in Chappaquiddick and how remorseful he felt and that it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a momentary well not momentary slight it was a mistake it was it happened and, and and he lives with it every day that's what he said because a lot of people were saying well I don't know I don't know if I can trust somebody like him is he going to make a mistake with the red button you know, and send nukes off and say, oh, my, I'm going to live with this for the rest of my life. And, you know, <laughs> how do you, you know, they, the character and your and actions uh, carry a lot of weight, uh, more, even back then. But more so now, they go through everything in your life, what you did in kindergarten. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if they went into our lives, God knows, they might say, you might say, well, we, I was only in third grade. doesn't matter. <laughs> You're disqualified. But I was third. I was nine years old. I didn't even know. <laughs> I, I think in your case, I think in your case, they would say Melissa failed to bring a library book back on time twice, <laughs> and and she she owed ten cents. She paid it, yes, but she, you know, what? How can we trust her? Yeah, I don't think you have too many scandals in uh, in your life. Uh, Me, uh, you know, well, like I, I own three clubs, and not that I did anything wrong, but I, I'm sure, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm sure that uh, that a club owner. Uh, of three rock clubs, hard rock clubs, <laughs> right, is more vulnerable than uh, than you, yeah. Melissa. You, you never know. It might actually be a plus because then they'll say, oh, well, he's hip and yeah. he's in tune with everybody. Yeah. And he's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I knew a woman, I won't go into the whole details, but uh, they used to call her Poppins, Poppins, because uh, uh-huh. she'd say, oh, shucks, and, and oh, there's a bee in yeah. your bonnet. And, you know, like she talked like uh, like she was... Mm-hmm. Whatever, and I, I just knew mm-hmm. from the bar business, and I had been in the bar business uh, since 17 years old. And I said, guys, mm-hmm. let me assure you one thing: she's no Mary Poppins. She's not. She's not jumping <laughs> off of any roofs with uh, with umbrellas. And I was right, by the way. Not to get into yeah, detail, yeah. she was anything but but Poppins. Right. Uh, she she yeah, talked yeah. the talk, but she didn't walk the walk the walk. So uh, the thing is, like, it, you you see the world from a different place. But Teddy Kennedy. Uh, Ted Kennedy mm-hmm. w- was not going to uh, be able to to clear out Jimmy Carter, who no, probably no, was no. squeaky clean. He was considered incompetent, yeah. but uh, try mm-hmm. to find something about Jimmy Carter that mm-hmm. that's about his character. What yeah. in his mind right. he was unfaithful? Do you, you remember that mm-hmm. line? That in his mind he was unfaithful. Even that sounded yeah, very that didn't innocent. really yeah 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 yeah. No, he was a respectable you know family man, and he had yeah you know, he had a. Uh, he, he had the right the right lifestyle, or he, you know, he was he had the right image, the right optics, as they they say today. And Ted Kennedy, not only with Chappaquiddick, but with marital infidelity, there were rumors of how he cheated on Joan. How she had alcohol, she became an alcoholic, and she and it was a mess. I mean, the Kennedys are, you know, they're fodder for all this gossip anyway. So uh, he came in with a lot of baggage. So it was a long shot. And his mother gave him the blessing to go, you know, because she had lost two sons in the process. So she, she gave him the, the blessing to go and run. But, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be his. We started with January 6th. Um, let's, uh, let's end here, too. Um, 
predictions for the next week or two. How long is are we going to be talking about this, and and what's what's the timeline in your mind? Uh, well, the January sixth hearings, the prime time show. I think it's still on, right? Yep. They have they they are on a contract. They have a they're on a what is it? A midsummer, an early summer, <laughs> a replacement series. So they have a couple of weeks <laughs> left to go. Um, I don't know. I think the viewership is not going to be there. I mean, it it may have been for a Thursday night, but. I think, you know, it's going to drop off gradually. What happened to the war in Ukraine? Is anyone still talking about that? I don't know. I have a friend, Todd Shapiro, a publicist mm -hmm. who's over there right now, and George Pataki is, is heading over there, uh, two friends mm -hmm. over there, and they're going with some mm -hmm. Navy SEALs, and uh, mm -hmm. they're going to, you know, see about the refugee situation. And they are meeting mm -hmm. with President Zelensky. So, uh, wow, you that's know, great. I'll some inside mm -hmm. dirt on that, if I'm mm -hmm. allowed to tell, I'll tell. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, like you said, everything's kind of wiped off the table. Uh, Melissa, yeah. uh, and I'm sure mm. you uh, join with me in thanking everybody for tuning in each and every oh, yes. We love you for it. Mm -hmm. And, and oh, we'll, absolutely. we'll get together one day, have some kind of event, yes. our treat. And that would be nice. My treat, my treat. And, uh, and we'll, we'll do something real soon. Melissa, thank you very great. much. Uh, thank you, Frank. And thanks to everyone out there. And stay safe. And uh, let's just... Uh, Let's take care of each other and, and, and get through this year. You know, we don't know what what obstacles are lie ahead for us, and we just have to we have to stay well and and, and together we'll we'll overcome this. Yeah, a tough few years. Uh, Melissa's right, but we will. Let's stick together. Let's stop dividing ourselves, and we'll get through it. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jorn Show. <laughs> You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.